Welcome to another episode of Actors Inspiration with Amber Wagner. I am so excited to have this conversation today with an actor friend of mine who has been seen recently on The Bold and the Beautiful, Jimmy Kimmel Live, America's Most Wanted, Saved by the Bell, and many more shows. Dwayne Standridge, how are you? I'm great, Amber. Thank you. Good. Thank you so much for carving out time. I know you have an extremely busy schedule with not only acting stuff, but also your work at ITA and whatever else you have going outside of work. So I'll try to keep this interview to about 30 minutes. But first, um, tell us a little bit about how you got into acting. Uh, boy, I, was, I got into acting the last year of college. I had a friend of mine. I wrestled in college. He was on the team with me. It was the end of my senior year, and I was trying to figure out something else to do that was challenging and exciting. And he said, uh, you know, I'm taking this acting class, an on-camera class. You should come and check it out. It's a lot of fun. So kind of that's where I got into it. And from there, ended up um, going to HB Studios in New York. And the whole thing began from there. Okay, so you're from the East Coast? Yeah, New Jersey, yes. New Jersey. Okay, great. And then so what was, after college, what was the, were you doing more television interest? Were you interested more in theater? What was the scene like when you actually, like, finished college? Um, I, You know, I wanted to get into film and TV. Yeah. Um, New York being um, a lot of the stuff was uh, play centered, which was great. You know, did uh, a couple small plays uh, off Broadway and stuff. Um, but my focus was always film and television. And I was at HB Studios for probably about four or five years. And then um, I'm also a musician. And I had an opportunity to come to Los Angeles uh, to front a rock band. Wow. And I, that's how I ended up moving out here. And I had a friend that lived in Redondo Beach and they needed a roommate. So the whole thing kind of, you know, worked itself out, you know, kind of nice and easy in a way. And uh, so when I first got to Los Angeles in the early 90s, I just kind of focused on music till probably around the uh, late 90s when the scene really changed everything moved to seattle mm -hmm. uh became more of a grunge than a um you know a hard rock uh we were kind of like a zeppelin-y uh more of a 70s style rock sure and the scene had changed and it was just one of those things where i kind of segued back into acting and uh found my way to ITA in the late 90s through another friend uh -huh. uh, when I was living in Santa Monica. And um, that's kind of like how I ended up here. So <laughs> that's amazing. And I love learning something new every day. I had no idea you were a musician. My jaw dropped. I was like, what? How did I not know this? So were you uh, instrumental? Were you vocals? Were you a little bit of both? Uh, vocals and rhythm guitar and a writer. Dwayne, so. that's amazing. And I also noticed on your uh, IMDb page that you had a composer um, uh, title on one of your things. So so do you also do a lot of music for film and well, television? That's, uh, that was for um, a friend who had a, okay. who has a web series. She's doing her um, first low budget horror feature. So I have a song on that, but I, I she used a lot of the stuff that I had recorded, you know, pieces of it for her. Uh, uh, it's a, it's like a comedy kind of goofy uh, webisode thing that yeah. she does, satires, and uh -huh. um, 
she's now doing a um, low budget feature and I wrote a song for that. So hopefully that'll make it on to it. That's um, fantastic. That is so good to know for future because every so often I have people ask me if I know of any composers or anybody does music. So you just put a feather in my cap. So thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> so then you brought up ITA and how did ITA even originally? I, I stumbled upon ITA, you know, a few years back, but I didn't know that it had been around since the 90s. So how oh, did before that tell that me started, about how ITA came about? That started. um I, I think it's 1985. Wow. In uh, the living room of uh, still the current owner, Gene St. James. Wow. And it's uh, it's been around since 80. She she was like 82 to 85. And okay. one of the other guys that had started with her said, no, no, it was 85. So, you know, again, I found uh, ITA. I was living in Santa Monica. And uh, a girl I was dating at the time was an actress and she was friends with a woman that was on our floor and her career was kind of stalled. And she was talking with this uh, neighbor and the neighbor says, well, you know, you should try this. It's a good way to, um, you know, to meet casting directors and improve your skills as an auditioner cold reader. And she went down and auditioned and I thought I would go along as well because I had, uh, you know, started off, uh, like I said, in the um, uh, early 90s at HB Studios. And at the time, the scene had changed so much here in Los Angeles that I thought, you know, I mean, I still write, I still play my guitar and stuff. I just don't perform out. Sure. Um, and I thought, you know what, I, I should probably um, segue into this, uh, you know, again. Yeah. And, and that's kind of so ITA has been around since, like I said, around 1985. Uh, to present day. That's amazing. And so you went from being an actor, uh, you know, auditioning or not auditioning, but meeting other casting directors and building relationships. How did yeah. you end up becoming kind of a facilitator and, and being part of the staff? Oh, for a brief period, maybe about five or six years, uh, Gene sold the business. Uh huh. And the um, new owner who used to work for Gene took it over and she ran the office for about a year or two. And then she got married and her and her husband, um, you know, they wanted to start a family and all that. So sure. she approached me because I was I had been a monitor working there helping to run the classes. Oh, nice. Since, you know, I think 2001, maybe 2000. Uh-huh. And uh, she said, you know, would you be interested in uh, helping out in the office? You know, part time thing. And and I thought, you know what, it'd be good to learn something new and it's a lot of fun. So, you know, I decided, yeah, I'd do it. And, um, just have had the job since then. Gene took it over again. Uh huh. I think around 2012. Okay. 14. Uh huh. Uh, and, uh, she kept me on to continue to run the office. Cause I had known Gene from when I first became a member, I think 1996 or seven. Wow. Wow. Well, and I can't thank you enough for the service that you do for ITA. For people that don't know what ITA is, it's In the Act Studios is what it goes by now. Is that correct? In the that Act Studios? Yeah. And um, it's a wonderful place where, um, in fact, it's the only place that I go to do my casting director workshops because the caliber of casting directors that you bring in and the relationships that you guys have with these casting directors, they seem to love ITA actors. And you personally, Dwayne, uh, take so much time and care and 
concern to every actor, making sure they've got their scenes prepped and, um, and that you put a scene order and you make sure everybody knows what's going on and you communicate so well. And as nice it is, as it is being on Zoom, it was also really great when we were in person because you were really great in checking buddy, everybody in, making sure everybody felt safe, make sure the casting directors felt good. So I just wanted to commend you and compliment you because I see you. I see how much work you do. The fact that you were able to pull this all together when we first went into pandemic, you did it seamlessly. And I'm sure you were pulling your hair out, but you did yeah. such a great job and continue to do a great job. So actor to actor, I just want to say thank you for your service. No, no, thank you. Uh, we uh, always try to, uh, you know, have an environment where people are learning, making connections, uh, you know, just getting better at the, uh, the whole process of uh, breaking scenes down. Um, and it's great to uh, work with the casting directors to get their tips on, you know, how they see you as far as your types and, you know, things, little things that you could do to improve, um, you know, your whole product. Yes. Stuff. So, you know, we try to just to make it as, as fun as possible. I yeah. Yeah. It's great. And it's a community, you know, we get to see some of the, you know, some of the same faces and then we get some new faces, but you know, it's just a wonderful uh, community of actors that are very supportive of each other. That was one of the things that I loved as well as when I came in new, we were in person and like everybody was so welcoming and, you know, really said good job and, you know, nice to meet you and reached out their hand. And it's just like, it's so nice to have a community of actors to work with, um, you know, because it can be a dog eat dog world out there. And that's not what ITA is. Uh, it's it's very inclusive. Um, yeah, absolutely. And hopefully we will go back and doing things in person. Definitely miss that. There's yeah, right. Zoom, Zoom is connection. better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. You know, uh, we do get some casting directors now that um, don't have time. Yes. To do classes uh, due to traffic or travel or family. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. now we have access to them. So hopefully, um, you know, maybe late summer-ish. Sure. Uh, we'll be able to go back to doing that. And it'll be more of a hybrid thing of some will be, you know, Zoom and then, excuse me, others will be in person. Yeah, no, that's great. So for people listening that are not, again, familiar with uh, ITA, how can they uh, how can they learn more about what you have to offer and um, get in contact with either you or ITA if they're interested yeah. in signing up? Uh, in the actstudios.com okay. website. And through that, they can uh, view our calendar and the uh, CDs and events that we have uh, coming up. Uh, and also, if they're interested in attending one, there's uh, you can email us through the website and come check us out and see if it's anything that um, you think would be beneficial to uh, your career. I think it's fantastic. And of course, I know the difference between a uh, casting director workshop and a talent blast. But for people looking at the calendar who may not know what a talent blast <clears throat> is versus a casting director workshop, can you share about um, what a talent blast is? Talent Blast, uh, it's, it's, very, it's similar, um, but instead of a direct adjustment, um, what happens in the classes, you know, the casting director, oh, you'll perform, um, they'll give you adjustments, they'll talk with you about what they liked, what they thought you could improve. With the Talent Blast, um, the adjustments, they give a, a written critique um, of each performance and what they liked about the actor, uh, what they thought um, could be improved. 
And um, that's given the next day. They send that to us and then we email it to the um, actors the next day so that they can, you know, again, see what the talent blast is much larger. There's more actors, usually mm-hmm. around 30, as opposed to, you know, your normal class probably has about 16 actors in it. Mm-hmm. So it's a little less hands on in a way, but there's there's still Q&A and, you know, it's just that in the uh, workshops, uh, the actors will get a direct adjustment right there uh-huh. as opposed to the talent blast, which the actor with the next day will, um, you know, get an email and saying, you know, I like this. I thought you should do this. or You're a great type for this, you know, things like that. So we still keep that. um you know, uh, a critique of what you've done and what you could do to improve. It's just, um, I guess it's a little more hands-on in the Mm -hmm. class as opposed to the talent blast, but there's still, you know, I find them both, um, you know, it's a great way to watch other actors, you know, to see what they're doing and watch, um, you know, their technique and things. So, you know, they're, they're both good, a little bit different. Yeah, it's wonderfully educational to um, be able to, uh, you know, not only get feedback from our own performances, but to watch somebody else perform and then see the feedback and, you know, these nuances that the casting directors pick up on. And what I love, too, is even if it's a scene that the because for for people listening that aren't familiar, we bring in our own material 90 percent of the time. Once in a while, a casting director will want to use their own material. But because we bring in our own material. Um, a lot of times they don't have context for the scene. And so they might give you a redirect that has nothing to do with what's actually happening in the scene, but it's still fun to play. You oh, know, it's absolutely. like, you know, it's like, okay, great. You want him to be, you know, uh, uh-huh. like a murderous personality. Great. Let's go there, <laughs> you know? And, it, and then something else happens in that scene where you're like, Ooh, I might use a little bit of that yeah, the next time absolutely. I bring it in. So, you know, it's just like, it's wonderful. And for anybody listening, there's um, some casting director workshops coming up and I'm going to be in three out of the four coming up. Skylar Zern is tomorrow. She's wonderful. Um, The Talent Blast is on the 24th. So you'll be able to see five top industry people. Jeremy O'Keefe is on the 26th and then Sasha Mercury is on the 30th. So So there's some great workshops coming up. And like, I'll put the link to the website at the bottom of the show notes so that people can click on if they're interested, because um, I imagine you will be there too. Yeah, Dwayne? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So we'll be there together. I think I'm not going <laughs> to attend Sasha Mercury's because I've got other um, commitments, but I'll be there for the 23rd, 24th and 26th. And I always love being in those rooms. So what would you say are some um, tips and tricks, do's and don'ts for actors that are not familiar with doing these casting director workshops on Zoom? Do you have any tips for the actor listening? I, I mean, I, I guess it's the same as, um, you know, when you... Um... You got to have good lighting, good sound, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, either if you're working off your iPhone, iPad, a laptop, it's just important that uh, technology wise that, um, you know, everything, um, you know, looks good, Uh, Mm -hmm. you know, solid background, good ring light, you know, um, I, I think most people now have kind of figured it out in a lot of ways. Yeah, you know, because where, auditioning is Zoom. Yeah, right? because yeah. All, all the uh, auditions that we get now from our agents and managers are, you know, you have to self-tape them. So uh, it's important to have, uh, you know, great lighting, um, great, you know, nice, solid uh, background as far as different people pop with different colors. 
You know, mm-hmm. some people like the green, some people like the blues, some people like the grays. And it really does matter, you know, yeah. you know, to kind of like, uh, you know, to get it to pop so that uh, and then you got to get your framing right. Uh, it was it was quite a jump to go from doing things in person to, um, you know, the whole Zoom experience. But like I said before, I, I think there are pluses and minuses to it as yeah. far as auditioning goes. Uh it's it's a lot better to tape a one-liner here in your apartment as opposed to having to drive to Burbank. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> That's the truth. That part I don't miss. <laughs> five o'clock. No, I don't miss that either, you know. But the stuff that's bigger, you know, it is nice to be in a room because, yep. you know, they, they have, they flush the character out a little more than maybe you can gleam from looking at, um, you know, the character breakdown, you know, so... There are pluses and minuses to it. The good thing is on the small stuff, uh, I hope it continues that way. But on the slightly larger parts, it is nice to be in a room. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And it's it's funny on the reverse side of that, you know, we we all got used to this whole Zoom world. But what happened that I found so hilarious is when my acting class finally went back in person, the first time I was on the stage, I was like, what do I do with my hands? <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, oh, wow, I'm so used to just being in this small frame that I'm like, I have appendages. I don't know what to do with it. Yes, anymore. <laughs> yes, yes. You're less still. Yeah, right. It's great. And, you know, I'd love for you to talk a little bit about, you know, the whole relationship portion of um, casting directors um, in as far as, you know, we don't really get an opportunity to meet casting directors unless we get an audition and the auditions don't really come very, you know, so often. And for the way I look at it, and I'd love to get your perspective, is that this is a way for me to shake hands, and I say that in air quotes, but get to meet these casting directors so that when my agents are seeing breakdowns, I communicate with my agents and managers who I've recently seen so that when a breakdown comes in, goes, hey, my client such and such met you recently, you know, um, keep them in mind, whatever. How do you kind of continue to build your relationships with the casting directors once you've met them? Well, again, it's all done through the agents, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, coming to a casting director workshop is it's not an audition. Correct. It's not to get you an audition. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's to make a connection, get a chance to work with them, demystify, you know, like certain um, casting offices like things certain ways. And it's it's a great way to. hear what they have to say about what they prefer, what they like, you know, a meet and greet. And, uh, you know, down the line, if my agent submits me for something and they've met me before uh, and I do get the audition, it's it's nice to know, oh, I've, I've met them before. It kind yep. of, uh, I guess it for me, it lessens the nerves. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of um, have an idea what they're like especially when you go to meet them in a you know in a room if you've met them before it's it helps but again you know none of this is promise anyone an audition we don't Mm -hmm. focus in on that it's just a great way to work with somebody that sees a lot of actors on parts and things and you know can give uh you know really good information and tips to how to make uh your uh your audition stand out yeah. Uh, and and more importantly, it's a good way to yeah, casting directors when they see an actor, it's you're like a product in a way. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
this guy here is, I see him as the romantic leads and I see this uh, person here is, you know, the heavy, the tough guy. And it's good to see how they perceive you. Mm -hmm. Uh, and a lot of times your type, although people think, oh, that's going to pigeonhole me. That's not necessarily a bad thing to be a type because, mm -hmm. you know, there are types that have great careers, you know, they play certain types of characters and had long, great longevity. So there's just, there, there's a lot to it that, um, you know, it's a demystifying process yep. for me, um, yep. you know, and, and just, and just to work with them, meet them and to get their feedback on what, how they perceive me and what they think that I could improve upon, you know, and what, and also, well, you do a great job at, you know, this, and I like you as that. And then, mm -hmm. but you could also uh, improve this aspect of what you're doing. So, you know, it's, it's a great learning opportunity. And, and I focus mainly on that. You yeah. Know? And that's yeah. what we try to do. You know, our owner tries to do is just focus in on learning anything that happens to you after, you know, is done through your uh, agent manager, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. It's just, it's, it's getting an education on how this office works, how this casting director operates, Absolutely. what they like, their do's and don'ts, because yeah. we do all that Q and a. So it's just, again, it's, it's so important in any facet of this industry to have and build relationships, whether it be your relationship with your agent, with your fellow actors, with uh, directors that are working writers, casting directors, like everybody. And, and when you use the word demystify, I love that because Casting directors are human beings that have a job to do just like we do, you Absolutely. know, and they are Absolutely. nine times out of 10, the kindest people that, you know, have yeah. a job to fill and you can hopefully be the solution <laughs> to their problems someday down the road, you yes. know, and so it's just, you know, knowing that, you know, we all have jobs to do and they are just filling a certain part of this well-oiled machine called the, 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 you know, film and television, the television industry, which is so vast. Yep. You know, one thing I love about uh, you, Dwayne, is your casting. When you talk about type and all that, when, when I first met you and I thought, well, what a really nice man, you know, this is great. He's a lovely man. And you are. And then you will pull out some scenes where I'm like, oh my gosh, he's creepy. Like you can do these <laughs> amazingly frightening characters with the most subtle nuances that every time you bring in one of these scenes where I think you're going to do a comedy, I'm like, Oh no, he's doing something different. I, I, where did you find that niche of a character that I've seen you bring in so often? Well, I think that uh, the, the hardest type of characters I think to do, well, first off, comedy is the hardest. Yes. Uh, to make people laugh and then to put a twist on it where it's a mixture of comedy and drama, terror, whatnot, um, the absurd. That's uh, that's another aspect to it that I felt that if I could do those characters, that would make me more than just, oh, this is the guy next door mm -hmm. and he does this but to have somebody that could because a lot of before we started being able to do our own material mm -hmm. a lot of the stuff that i would get would be very simple you know guy next door uh nice dad mm -hmm. uh, and that's great and yep. again you know if that's how they're casting you a lot of people build great careers off that but i wanted to add another dimension to it so i figured that 
you know, if you throw in uh, a little of uh, Jack Nicholson into yes. the guy next door, or even a little Ted Bundy, yes. macabre as that sounds, that's a twist. And I think that it makes you even more castable uh, that a casting director knows uh, the ocean is deeper, as they yes. say, that this guy could do more and he could take it in a different, a nice twist there. So that's why I started just focusing on that uh, characters that had, you know, a, a bigger backstory, I guess, that could mm-hmm. bring more variety to it. Well, and I love that because what, you know, in a different way of, of what you just said is putting your stamp on it, you yeah. know, and yeah. like in casting directors, we hear them say sometimes they get thousands of submissions for the same role. And so what's going to make you stand out from those thousands of people that first in like that first moment, like, what are you going to do in that first? Cause you maybe get 10, 15 seconds, seconds of their time. If you're lucky, you know, and, right. and, and if you've got their attention, if you're able to do what you do to your scenes, which is bring something so unique to the characters. I mean, I just I love to watch what you do. And even if oh, I've seen you. you do the same, you're welcome. Even if I've seen you do the same scene, you do something different with it. Every time I'm, always entertained (laughs) (laughs) always entertained um so as we're getting close to the you know 30 minute mark we've got about five minutes left was there anything that i haven't brought up that you were wanting to discuss or wanted to share about acting or ita or anything in general i I just i just think that you know it's like when i first started doing this my father said to me he goes, you know, people that do this, they're multi-talented. They play instruments, they sing, they can write, you know, all that stuff. I, I just think that um, it's important to kind of explore all those aspects of it. Because there have been, you know, times where um, there's been auditions that I've had with, uh, well, can he play an instrument? Well, yes, I can play a guitar, I can mm-hmm. sing. So, uh, and there are just so many different ways that we can stay creative uh you know through plays through doing short films i think it's important to stay busy and keep casting a wide net Mm -hmm. you know uh you know and then you meet other actors you know uh, other talented people and it spawns other things yep so yeah you know it's um how would you say it many roads lead to rome you know it's like you know you hear how people became successful and Sometimes it's well, they they you you know them as an actor, but they were a musician, or you know them here and they were a, a writer. So I've tried to always make sure that uh, you know I write as well, mm-hmm. um, you know, in music and just to stay varied, yeah. so that um, you know always when the acting slows down you know you fool around with writing songs or you know you write um you know i also wrote a series of books that i self-published uh sci-fi type stuff which you know through the slow periods i'm trying to stay creative with stuff like that so i think it's important to always stay busy within uh you know art yes yes and i love that you say that because i've talked about that on the podcast as well in having you know what i call a rich full life doesn't mean you necessarily have a plethora of you know family around you all the time but that you have creative 
outlets to go to in the times because we know that auditioning sometimes can be like, wow, I've auditioned so much this month or I have an audition once this month. Yeah. You know, so it's like in those times of, of space, what are we doing to fill our time fill that's it. still bringing us joy and making us feel human and creative and, yeah. you know, not yeah. waiting for that just next job because sometimes there's a long wait. It happens. Absolutely. And you have to have other things that you feel like you're um, scratching that creative itch. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So, it's so yeah. important. Well, Dwayne, thank you so, so much for carving out this time. I got to know you so much more um, <laughs> and I've known you, you know, very, you know, from the outside for years, but it's so great to know a little bit more about you. And I love that you're a musician. And if you ever play somewhere, please let me know. I know that's not what you're doing so much anymore, but I'd love to see you play. All right. Well, do. well, thank you. It's been a lot of fun. Absolutely. And I close every episode by saying, if no one else tells you today, I believe in you. Go oh, create well, some miracles never. and always believe that you can. And I'll see you tomorrow in the workshop. All right. It's okay. Great. Have you, a great you day. Take care. Bye-bye.